0: Welcome to Faith and Fitness. I'm Kristen Osborne, a fitness coach and writer at FitFierceFight.com. I'm here to provide inspiration, motivation, and information about fitness, nutrition, faith, and spirituality with some reading, writing, business, and other randomness thrown in for flavor. So let's get started. Hi, friends glad to see you here again. We are kind of continuing on a little two-part series. The last episode, episode 23, centered on Moses and the imposter syndrome, and how Moses, even though he was called by God to do this great task and anointed by the Lord, he did not feel that he was worthy, and really, he wasn't. He was a mess. Um, But God uses messes. He is the absolute best at taking a mess of a person and using them in the most amazing ways, seen very obviously by Moses, among many, many others. Today's recording, again, is a little Evernote phone recording, this one actually done while I was driving, so you may hear the blinker every once in a while, um, is a continuation. I was reading again about Moses just a couple days after the first recording, the last episode, and was struck again by how Moses really seemed to fail in the beginning, even though he decided to trust God and go along with this. And you know what? The Lord has called me to do this. Even though I'm unworthy, I'm going to go forward. We're going to do this. And it looked like he fell flat on his face in the very beginning, as I'll explain in my recording. And it really just kind of made me think about how we need to trust the process. Um, That's a term that we use a lot in the fitness world. Trusting the process Especially in bodybuilding, for example, you often get bigger and muscular and bulk up before you lean out. And it can really freak out, especially some of the women who see themselves and feel themselves getting larger. But it's part of the process. You have to trust the process. Or at the very beginning of any fitness journey, how you're sore and hungry and your muscles are going to hold water and it actually looks like you gain weight the first several days. It's part of the process, and you just have to keep pushing and trust the process. And it's kind of the same thing that Moses had to do. He completely failed at asking Pharaoh for a very simple three-day break for the Hebrew slaves and had to deal with the consequences of all of those Hebrew slaves being so mad at him. But he trusted the process. That whole process— led to their eventual freedom completely, not just in the way of a vacation, but forever. And that is what God intended all along. But of course, we can't see the ultimate plan. It's much larger than us. It's much bigger than we can even imagine. So Moses had to trust the process. So here's the recording. Okay, so today in my Bible reading, I was continuing on with the story of Moses in Exodus. Um, Specifically, I was reading Exodus chapter 5, and that chapter, I think, has a title of Bricks Without Straw. Um, There's a few things that I found interesting about the story. Um, First, Moses and Aaron, his Hebrew brother, um, they've teamed up, he's... Moses was super scared to do this task that the Lord had given to him on his own. And so the Lord was like, fine, take Aaron. He's going to be great. And so Moses and Aaron have paired up and they have taken the plunge. They've gone to Pharaoh. And here's the funny part. You know, we all think, oh, let my people go. He's asking for them to be freed from slavery right from the beginning. He's actually not. The first thing they ask Pharaoh is, is for basically a three-day vacation. They ask him to let the people of Israel go out into the wilderness for three days and to worship and make sacrifices and praise their Lord. So they're asking for a three-day vacation. That's it. They're not even asking to like leave forever, or free us from slavery, whatever. They're asking for a three-day vacation, and they warn him we need a three-day vacation. The Lord has come to us saying that we need to go out into the wilderness and do this for three days so plagues and pestilence and bad stuff doesn't happen to Egypt. And Pharaoh, of course, laughs in their face and says, no, you're not letting all of these people go for a three-day vacation. Of course not. No, they're going to continue working. And he gets so angry that he actually makes things harder on the Hebrew slaves. Apparently, and this makes sense when you think about Egypt, um, you know, they're probably building pyramids and temples and all that, and they're, one of the big things that the Hebrew slaves are doing is building bricks, and to make bricks, they need straw. Well, it sounds like that the Egyptians have been providing them straw, so they get straw and make the bricks and all that. Now they're saying, look, we're requiring you to make the same amount of bricks that you've been making every single day, so you've got a quota, but we're not even going to give you the straw anymore. You have to go find it. And so they spend all their time trying to find straw and aren't meeting their quota, and they're getting beaten for it. And they actually get pretty mad at Moses and Aaron because they said, look, you've made Pharaoh hate us. You know, we may have been slaves before, but at least we were getting our work done and we weren't getting beaten. Because now Pharaoh's made it basically impossible for them to get their work done and inevitable for them to be beaten. Um, so they're mad. They're mad at um They're mad at Aaron and Moses for making this situation. And Aaron and Moses go to God and, I mean, they're praying about it, saying, God, you know, why did you make us do this? This has made things worse. This has not freed our people. What are you, you know, what are you doing? And that's where Exodus chapter 5 ends, which I love because we know the rest of the story, right? Right. But it kind of gives you a picture of where they were. And we can see that in ourselves a lot. We feel like we've been given this thing by God. You know, maybe we've been given this task. We may be nervous about it or we may have been called to do something. We may be excited about it. I'm sure they were excited. And then we start doing it and things just blow up in our face. And, you know, it's so easy just to turn around and be like, God, what the heck? Like, I thought you told me to do this. This is going all wrong. But we know the bigger story, just like God knows our bigger story. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Even though he's made things temporarily harder on the Hebrew people, he's setting up a situation for them not to just take a three-day vacation. He's setting up the situation for them to leave, period, for them to be freed, period, for something even greater than what they're asking Pharaoh for right then. He's setting it up for the big picture. But Moses and Aaron and the Hebrew people can't see that. All they can see is what they're steeped in at that moment. And I really love that picture just because we're there all the time. All we can see is what we're slogging through in the middle of. And we can't see the big picture. But Moses and Aaron, as we know, trusted God and kept pushing forward and accomplished their massive goal. And that's what we have to do, too. We just have to trust that this path that we've been given by God, keep praying about it, keep going to Him about it, keep asking Him for the strength, asking Him what to do. And He's going to see it through. It's all Part of the plan. Thanks for listening to Faith and Fitness. Subscribe to keep the new podcast coming straight to you and leave a review to tell me what you liked and what you'd like to hear next. I love to connect with people, so please make your way over to my website at fitfiercefight.com or find me on pretty much any social media outlet. See you next week.